Welcome back to the audacity. Long time no talk, engage, nothing. I apologize for that. Um, I don't know. I'm currently in this stage and I was having, like, I randomly chatted this lady at my job for like a 101 and she like was giving me a sermon. Like, I get so caught up in my own head. And the whole point of this podcast is called the audacity. Like, to have the audacity to speak my mind, to have these conversations that I'm interested in having. But I lack the confidence, and I'm really in this moment in my life, lacking the confidence in myself in every regard to just follow through. Or, like, why would anybody care? Like, I'm my inner saboteur. RuPaul says that, and it's so true. So, like, lately I've been just being my own inner saboteur and not, like, being consistent and like just lost in the fucking sauce like my post-grad depression is super bad right now because i'm like oh my god is this fucking train i like cannot wait to move but i'm like is this the rest of my life like is this what i'm relegated to i don't know just like every day you just see the the visceral effects of capitalism and the violence it spews i'm like jesus fuck like you know like i'm like watching all these movies and like and there's just memes circulating around it's like okay people are just trying to have fun you're over here talking about colonialism capitalism like yes sorry that's me because it's everywhere and i can't help but notice it i've been watching all these movies and tv shows and like hearing people talk about grief and losing their loved ones and how you know there's never enough time in the world to spend with your loved ones i'm like yeah because capitalism robs us of every joy that we're supposed to have like our life goal can't be to work for 80 years, hope to retire, and then spend time with your family because you're working because you have to take care of your family. Like that, I don't, I don't imagine that, that doesn't, that doesn't feed me. And I, and I know that it doesn't feed a lot of people. So I don't know, like capitalism has been getting me down, but on the brighter side, I am going to Puerto Rico next week with some friends and some new people, acquaintances, but I'm going with 14 people and I think I'm definitely have some story times or something to say afterwards because 14 people, traveling somewhere with 14 people, let me say again, 14 people, how do I say that in Italian? Because Italian was a language I took in um, college, but like 14 people, one more time, 14 people. Yeah, I can't pronounce that. Yeah, I'm thinking about re-upping my Italian classes through my job, but can't compete at the moment. So yeah definitely will get back to you on that um but yeah I just I don't want to apologize I mean there's nothing to really be sorry for but I I keep saying this I want to be consistent I want to be consistent but I'm scared at the same time like and also like I did record this two weeks ago but I went to a work happy hour and the job paid for my drinks and I got so drunk and I fell asleep in the middle of recording it but I did give my best shot um but yeah let's hop into the episode so i'm gonna start doing this thing headlines i think that'll give me the space to talk about the pop culture ideas that not pop culture but like um media something i want to talk about and then i'll get to my points i really want to do an episode for my like large at thesis about how shrek is really teaching lessons teaching us lessons of life like one through four i like wrote out some notes about all of them and i i own all of them like i bought all of them and i think that they're all great movies in their own regard like people are like i don't like three i like i like each movie like each movie has a special feeling to me although bitches are sleeping on shrek four like four is actually hella good like thoroughly enjoyed it i don't know each movie it just really does give a life lesson and i really identify with shrek and 
like him being in his, his swamp and you know solitude and that your own space setting boundaries like shrek was always setting boundaries with bitches and nobody wanted to respect the boundaries like donkey never wanted to respect the boundaries um but that's from my shrek episode so let me not get into that but yeah i think i'm definitely gonna start because <laughs> i don't know like i realize also because i'm an only child a lot of t- i spend a lot of time with myself and I was a latchkey kid. And a latchkey kid is like your parents work and you just like came, you went to school and came home by yourself. And like then your parents came home. Um, so I like spent a lot of time watching movies and TV. Like that was kind of like my only company and like my only way to like really like engage and learn, like learn different stories. So I like love movies. I love TV shows. I've like seen so many, like I've seen so many movies. I can't even list them. So many TV shows. I can't even list them. So I'm like about to start getting into that. But yeah, next episode is going to be on Shrek. Um, and today I'm just going to be talking about headlines. I want to talk about Kyle Rittenhouse, uh, a conundrum. I want to talk about the Danny Lee and the baby situation, which people are calling him the bitch, the homophobe. Yeah. I'm going to take the baby um and i think that that's it just like a little light check-in midweek i do want to do an episode also i'm all over the place on the global supply chain shortage and how it's really capitalism the failures of capitalism and how you know they're saying that civil civilizations or empires only last 250 years and america's like 257 and maybe it's our time to you know shake the table so yeah i i i have a lot of episodes i have a lot of ideas and i just need to like follow through with them because why not i'm also thinking about putting this on youtube or maybe i don't know i want to make it a video podcast but i'd be looking busted and i don't like want to comb like the brilliance about this is it's just my voice and it's just me and you just us two intimate setting that's my slow jam voice but you know it's just like us and you don't have to see me and that and I like that because I'm be busted I don't want to comb my hair or like look presentable and that's my prerogative so but I also do want this to reach like a wider platform so I'm at an impasse but anyways so I'm on the twitter which there's nothing new about that. Like I just need to stop prefacing it because that's really where I get, that's, I'm going to be a part of the dialogue on Twitter, the the zeitgeist. But anyways, Kyle Rittenhouse, um, I didn't watch his case. I didn't watch the trial because it was like, I already know how it's going to end. I would rather watch this show on HBO called Love Life season two. So good. It's like a black rom-com. I just, I got all my feelings together. But anyways, um yeah it was like in you with bonnie Ware and taylor swift at the end where they said i think i've seen this film before and i didn't like the ending i've seen this film and i never liked the ending and i've seen it one too many times so like why the fuck would i spend my free time when i could be ganja burning than you know watching this but anyways so after he was acquitted from his trial which surprise surprise he was going on like a media tour or whatever and he was saying that black lives matter which I mean if black lives mattered you wouldn't have went to that protest and shot two people but okay and it's like all of white people who were mad at him because they thought that he was standing up to black people or to people of color I don't know by enacting violence at a protest for our you know equal well, I don't know rights equal whatever that means what in this world whatever that means and 
so they're like, oh, but then when he says Black Lives Matter, they're like, what the fuck? He doesn't represent us. Like, he's not he's not white because he, like, what the hell? And that just lets you know that whiteness is a cult. Like, y'all bitches don't have no talking points. You're not making logic. You're, you're on the wrong side. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? So, yeah. So then he went on Tucker Carlson, which I don't, I don't get Tucker Carlson. I'm like, do you really believe these things? Or are you just saying this because you want clout, fame, you know, do you want to be infamous? I don't know. Because there's a difference between fame and infamy. But I'm like, you ca- like, are you doing this to make money? But it, he can't be because he comes from a rich family. So I'm like, why the fuck? But so Kyle Rittenhouse goes and he says, if they did this to me, <laughs> imagine what they could have done to the person of color who doesn't maybe have the resources I do or if it's not oh, it's not widely publicized like any case, like my case. And... I feel like I'm like bouncing back and forth between like logic and what he's saying. Cause I'm like, what you're saying is like, yeah, that's spot on. But the difference is like black people don't be just killing two people at a black lives matter protest. Like black people just simply, and I stop, let's stop saying, I stop saying people of color, like say what you mean and mean what you say. Like, you know who the fuck you're talking about. Okay. And I had to, I was in my, my senior was my senior I was so high like my whatever year this was because I was so depressed uh it might have been my junior anyways I took minority politics with one of the worst professors like he was awful like he slandered he basically said that black people are where they are politically because they're not competitive enough like they don't vote like republican or they're they are all pretty black people pretty much vote in a similar block and like to someone who like doesn't understand the history of black people that can make sense but to someone who understands history of black people it's like yeah because we're sick of being treated so awfully like we're going for the ones that will give us the most liberties and on top of that like the the whole political system isn't for us really but like why would i vote for trump now black people voted for trump i'm not here to really get into that dialogue but me personally and my clan like my family yeah that no bueno so yeah anyways so kyle rittenhouse we're not talking about dr lie like that's not where I'm, that's not where i'm getting at fuck him fuck his ass but uh oh why i brought him up was because race exists within this black white paradigm which he, i told he was speaking about something and i was like he i'm like you're forgetting that race is predicated on black and white blackness and whiteness like let's not get it twisted and he made me in front of the class explain what that was and I was and I was thinking and I was high first like first and foremost never get it twisted that's kind of where I'm always at but I'm like you're the fucking professor like I am not getting paid professor money to teach these kids like that's your job um but basically the black and white paradigm is like because of slavery and and I will also say indigenous people too like that is like a subcat like that's black white indigenous yeah yeah but because of how the United because of how United States came to be with white people coming over here and, you know, stealing land that was not theirs and genociding a whole group of people and then subjugating them to dire conditions um, for the rest of their life while criminalizing their identity and sending them to residential schools to in, uh, enforce whiteness through violence. Um, so there's that. And then... You have black people who were kidnapped to come work this land 
and never treated as a citizen, really treated as a mule, subhuman, below human, like worse and worse to help build this land, make this land what it is, give this land an economy and demonized in the meanwhile. So it's literally like indigenous people don't exist. Like that's literally how we treat it. Indigenous people don't exist. And black people are the antithesis of what it means to be anyone, anything. And that's kind of what the black, black, the black white paradigm is. So basically that's my diatribe as to why it, you really like you have to be specific about what you're talking about and most of the time you're probably talking about black people um and you need to fucking say that like let's stop playing games. most of the time you're talking about black people or indigenous people so let's stop saying that so anyways he's talking about how people of color don't have the resources that he does and like his point is true but you like like i said black people just breathe and we're like a fucking problem and the more you know out of the norm identities that you possess or you identify with or you know that you you know view your life through then you're fucked like and another point i want to add is like what's really bought like what really bothers me about this language is like he's saying what black people have said forever and he's trying to use like the emotions and the pain of black people to somehow absolve himself from the like really heinous crime he committed and it's like it's like this discourse that's going on right now kind of about like the word woke and how now everybody's using that when originally that word was used to dog whistle behavior of people who wanted to give off the air that they understood and they knew but really they were fucking white supremacists and it's like he's using the language of the language and the experiences of black people to somehow make himself look good in the eye of public opinion but and some people may be eating that up but you look fucking crazy like the math is just not mathing like that that doesn't make any sense you can't kill two people at a black lives matter protest and also we're at large well i mean i guess we'll forever be having this conversation about gun safety and gun restrictions i don't know but like in the midst of all of this and you kill two people that doesn't make any sense and then you have the audacity to say that black lives matter and that you know there is a huge inequity Um, in our our justice system you got off on that inequity like what the fuck and I but I think it's because he thinks that he didn't do anything wrong and that's also like kind of crazy like that you think that you didn't do anything wrong by killing two people like that's kind of wild but yeah I just think like I don't even know what to say like Kyle Rittenhouse needs his ass whooped I don't know like it just and it's also really infuriating to see people who have no clear idea no true understanding of said scholarship and or lived experience because sometimes I think we also we make it seem as though scholarship is more important than lived experience and that's I think that lived experience is more valuable and what most of our scholarship should be centered around is the people who have lived said experiences, but he's using lived experiences and ideas um, of black leaders, black activists to somehow like make it seem like, you know, because he's white, he was pinned with the crime that he didn't commit. Like, nigga, you were on camera. Like, that's the thing about all, everything that's happening now is like, this isn't new like this you just now get to see it every day and some people make the active choice to ignore it and pretend it doesn't exist or you have dumbasses like Kyle Rittenhouse who 
try to flip the narrative and uh, maybe and honestly I think that some white people are buying it up because they don't know any better and they are like yeah yeah he's making points no he's not making any points I just don't even know how to make sense of it like my brain is literally like going it's like saying error like you know you try to divide zero by is it zero by one Right, I think it's zero by one, and the calculator just says era. Like, that's what the fuck my brain is doing. Like, they just don't make sense together. And the tweet was like, we're in a matrix, we're in the matrix. And I mean, the matrix, I don't think that makes sense because the matrix kind of makes sense. But yeah, we're like, that makes no Like, I don't know what to say. Uh, and maybe this is why critical race theory is important. <laughs> What's so crazy? Like, I think I should do an episode on critical race theory or better yet. No, just go follow Nicole Hannah Jones on Twitter. Go read her book, 1619 Project. Like critical race theory is. I'm going to jump out of my window. I hate this train. Um, But yeah. So that's kind of what I want to talk about with Kyle Rittenhouse. More so that it just doesn't make any sense. And. He's like repeating black talking points when he did a really white supremacist act. And I think that's what it is. Like you acted in white supremacy and now you're going to try to cover it up like with, you know, some wokeness and it's wrong and it's just all wrong and you're wrong. And yeah, I, I, it has to be a simulation. Like this can't be reality or maybe it is. And this is where we are, (laughs) but yeah. So now I want to talk about the homophobe and Danny Lay. So I was on Twitter. I need to stop saying so. I'm literally promising right here. I'm not going to preface it with I was on Twitter because, yes, I was on Twitter. I saw something on there about like, oh, Danny Lay, like there's some beef with Danny Lay and baby, something like that, like just something hinted. So I was like, ah, okay, if I want to know more, I should go to the shade room. Because, of course, they're going to have that fucking mess. And lo and behold, where was it? On the shade room. And they gave me everything. All the tea, all the live videos, everything. So, basically, Danny Lay and DaBaby are... Danny Lay... I'm trying to think of her songs. I don't even know a fucking song that she has. Like, a song that's, like, like, popular. She did a song with Chris Brown, which anybody who works with Chris Brown I'm kind of like giving them side eye because I'm like like everyone's like okay like yeah he had his incident with Rihanna which was an incident like okay he beat her ass but then I'm thinking to myself he continually has shown weird behavior towards women oh my little baby that's the song my little baby hmm now referencing back to the title of that song it should have done us that she wasn't black which is a, another point in the story but I don't think any black person really says my little baby like baby, like B E B E, like baby kids. I don't think anybody says that, so we should have known. But whatever, you live and you learn. You just have to learn. I need to learn to be a little bit more skeptical, and we all do. So they are t- one is a rapper who's a homophobe and who um, I'm like think I'm like is my memory killing me? So I'm like, what songs did the baby do? Cause I can't even remember his songs. Um, Suge, right. <laughs> Like, damn, like, that seems like it was forever ago. So anyways, they've had some, you know, hits with their songs. Um, but DaBaby met his decline when he went on fucking stage at a concert and had the audacity to say, like, make a gay joke that was disrespectful and be hom- being homophobic and then talk about how gay men probably have HIV or AIDS. Hmm. Wow. Super uninformed. But nonetheless, also, I feel like we're always... 
we always give these rappers platforms to just say the wrong things because they're famous and rappers should not be the people that you go to to seek advice about political movements and you know the class war like that's not where i would go like ti like why do we go to him to talk about things that black people experience when you're like i mean i would say he's a one percent but i would say like he's at least a 20 percent. so i'm like why would i come to you and seek advice but that's neither here nor there so they had an entanglement shout out to jada for that word before covid and they were like doing the celebrity thing where we're loosely affiliated but we're being aloof and are we together are we not together but they're together and it's weird as fuck like no one really cares that deeply and before like danny lay made this song called um Yellow bone is what he wants because at the time the baby was kind of fooling around with his first, the first mother of his child, and I don't want to say baby mama because I think that that's like um, a really hateful and demeaning word word towards mothers um, that have babies with rappers. Um, yeah, anyways, that and that's a whole other conversation. But he had a uh, relationship with the first mother of his child. Her name is Meme, like M E M E. And she's a darker skinned woman. And uh, Danny Lay was also, you know, affiliated with the baby. And she made this song called Yellow Bone. And the lyrics go as follow. Yellow bone is what he want. And she repeats that. Now, for someone who doesn't know what a yellow bone is, Urban Dictionary, but it's like only black people say it. And it's actually really derogatory. And it's used in a, like, in the same way, because someone was like, why is mulatto offensive? And I just say mulatto so stiff and mulatto will always be mulatto. She'll never be lotto, whatever she wants to call herself. That's ver- a word is really offensive because like words like yellow bone or mulatto, which they're the same thing. Mulatto is a Portuguese word. Yellow bone is like af. Okay. Equivalent. It's basically a use as a way to denigrate darker skinned people. Um, and also denigrating people who hmm, identify like within the lighter skin and or biracial. And I have to say that because... Like, you could just be a light, a lighter-skinned black person, or you could be lighter-skinned because you are biracial. <sighs> Genetics, I don't know. Like, um, whatever. But um, it's kind of used as a way to be like, okay, you're not black, but you're like a yellow bone, or you're a mulatto. Like, you're a little bit better because you have some, you know, connection to whiteness via skin tone, which, <sighs> hella flawed logic. Like, white supremacy is a hella flawed logic. But I'm not here to... I'm just here to say what it is, okay? Anyways, so she made that song, but yeah, like her, the baby wants a yellow bone, Danny Lay, and not a dark skinned woman like his uh, the mother of his first child. Like that's super fucked up, and like that's an example of how I think, and that's an example of the frustration that exists with people who are lighter skinned and or biracial is that they say dumb shit like this and. Danny Lay is white. Like, let me just put that to the side. Danny Lay is a white girl. Like, she is an, she is a white Tino. She is, I want to say Dominican, but don't hold me. Don't hold me on that. But she is white. Like, she's a white Tino. And I'm getting into so many sidebars, but I'd be like, we're so fucking lost. There's a difference between race, nationality, and ethnicity. I'm just going to say this. Figure it out yourself. She's white and Latino. She's white. That's her race. And Latino is her ethnicity. That's a white Tino. Okay, so she's not even a yellow bone. I don't know what's happening there. But on a sidebar, like, because we, we're we living in two spaces right now. One where we know Danny Lay is white, but that didn't come until later in the conversation. And one where we believe that Danny Lay was 
lighter skinned and black. Okay. So sometimes, well, no, some light skinned women can do that where they believe that they're the exception or they're exceptional in a way to darker skin, monoracially looking black women because they have an air of whiteness via their skin tone. Like they can somehow be connected to whiteness via their skin tone or their hair texture or their features and believe that that makes them superior. And that's what's really like, and either uplifted in that or applauded in that or rewarded in that via male attention, rewards to opportunities, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So that's super irritating. But part of me doesn't like part of me doesn't feel bad for her because like let's get into the rest of the story. So she gets pregnant by the baby after making a song called Yellow Bone is what he wants. And cut to on November 14th, 10 days ago, she, so she, this is all like, this, they all discusses our life. So she ends up cooking him dinner and she lays down. He's not home yet. And he wakes her up and he tells her she needs to get the fuck out. Like she needs to go. After she cooked him dinner, she's now feeding her child and they're on live going back and forth. And he's on live talking about, I have to film this to protect myself. Like she's feeding the baby. Like keep this in mind. Like nigga, like ain't nobody thinking about you. Like that's, that's not where we are. And she's feeding the baby um, on live. And he's just being really mean to her, really derogatory and abusive. Like, and then he calls the police on her to escort her out and saying that he's doing this because he needs protection with his child at, in the morning. It's in the AM. It's five o'clock in the morning. And the conversation. Okay. Not the point. But it's early in the fucking morning and he's playing crackhead games. And this this first time to go back and forth on live, like posting live, she's crying on live, talking about God, please deliver me from this situation, which, you know, that's a low moment in your life, like not the prayer, but the fact that you're doing it on live and it's just a whole mess. And you're thinking to yourself and then I'm like, I forgot something. He then says, you're not my girl. You're a certified side bitch on live to her face. And she like kind of loot like that's a moment. Of course, you become unhinged, like not you you know disregarding our whole relationship so then she goes on her instagram and posts all the stories of them together for like the last two years and it's just a hot mess and and part of me feels like i can't feel bad for her because i'm like you thought that you were the exception to the rule like you thought that he was going to treat you different because a yellow bone is what he wanted and that you weren't going to be like his other baby mama or the not me saying it the other mother of his child who's dark saying like you thought you were going to be the exception to the rule so that's why part of me doesn't feel bad. You play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. That's my quote for life. Like whenever a bitch was saying dumb, like you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. Like that's exactly it. But then the other part of me is like, I feel bad because no new mother should have to experience this. But I think there's also a conversation at large needs to be had about like you just popping out these babies. Like people don't understand like having a baby is like one of the biggest, it's like the biggest decision you can make. You're bringing another human into this world that you're going to teach them, hopefully love them, nurture them, be there for them so they can go and be another person who you hopefully don't want to wreak harm and havoc on anybody else. Like a kid can't save things if they're in the toilet, like they're in the toilet. Don't bring a kid into that. Like I'm team, it's going to sound hard, but I'm team kill that baby. Like honestly, like if I were if I were in a situation like and I couldn't give my kid everything that they needed and not even financially like emotionally etc I don't think I would be having that kid I can't I can't give them the life it deserves the life that they deserve so I mean, it's not the time for me and I get that that's not where everybody's at but I'm just saying like you know maybe 
kids don't fix everything because they don't kids make everything fucking worse because kids require responsibility and time at the like for the first I mean I still require every time for my mom like for a lifetime like kids require lifetime type energy do you have that for another person and I don't like your bitch ass and I gotta be with you for 18 years like like Kanye said 18 years 18 years like no so that's why I kind of just like it's a lesson that like nobody and also like at the end of the day if a man doesn't respect women period it doesn't matter he's still gonna treat you shittily it doesn't matter if he has no respect for women no, regardless of how well you think you rank in you know the scale of desirability in terms of whiteness girl he's still gonna treat you like shit it's never gonna change like niggas ain't shit come to your crib all up in your fridge can't pay rent look at what you did listen to your friends when they say niggas ain't shit thank you doja um so I just feel like yeah I don't know like I don't really feel bad and I I feel bad saying that like at first I really did feel bad because I was watching a live and I'm like I also don't feel bad because you thought like you were gonna be the one to change him because they you're you are now known to be a white Tino but at the time you thought like because you were yellow bone like he was gonna treat you better like and you know in real life I've had someone say to me a lighter skinned black girl said to me, I like darker skinned men because they treat me better. And I just had to go silent because I don't even know what to say to that. Like, and she said that to me as a dark skinned black woman, she said that to me, but also as me. Like, bitch, I'm super not fucking with you ever again because you said some dumbass shit like that. Like, who says shit like that? Like, that's crazy. And this just leads me to believe that people know the privileges and the spaces they exist in and they choose to exercise that in their benefit. And that's really fucked up like that. But I mean, it's the behavior that's rewarded. So can't even, don't even know what to say. So yeah, that that's something that really just bothered me recently. But what doesn't? And then, okay, so I saw Saweetie's performance um, on SNL. And it just furthermore solidifies in my Zendaya conversation that sweetie's only where she's at because she's pretty. And then everyone's like, well, don't black women deserve to like not have talent and make money? Like, yeah, but I don't think it should be her. Like, there could be another black, like, she just has like super no talent. Like, and the way I see the industry is like, is there, it's supposed to be, well, minus white people. And maybe, maybe all people, like, it's not an industry based on exceptionalism, like, people who are actually exceptional at their craft. You maybe have a few that make it pass, but, like, there are some people, like, Timothy Chalamet, he's rewarded for mediocrity. Like, I went to go see two of his movies in the span of a week. Well, I didn't go see Dune, but I did go see The French Dispatch, and I'm like, what were you giving? You weren't giving what you were supposed to give, and the, the white gays love him, and the white girls love him, and I don't know what that means, but... Yeah, I, I don't know. I think Sweetie, like she said, she's going to a boot camp and I guess the boot camp's not working because it was just an awful performance. And I just think there's so many talented, dark-skinned black women who really deserve the opportunities that she gets. But we all know what it is. Like, we all know what it is. Like, they're not wanted. And, you know, I was... I like sometimes I get mad when I'm like watching shows and I don't see you know representation or etc and then I had to reverse that thinking and be like actually I'm not mad because this is the way it's supposed to be like the it, the systems are built to reward the people who is who are cl- closer to the standard of whiteness whiteness includes like skinny white 
heterosexual, religious, like with that falls within that norm. People are rewarded when they fall within that norm. And so, of course, they're not going to put someone who, who represents a myriad of experiences, except now that's kind of shifting. And it's kind of weird because it feels like it's... um it's capitalism. Like people are only doing it because that's where the money is. Like the money goes where the market's interests are, not because I believe that it's an altruistic want to um, be inclusive. So I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah, sweetie, stop singing like, or stop rapping. I think you should let it go. That's a pipe dream, but her recording sounds so good. Like, and I, I really had hope for icy chain. That's her new song, but hope was squandered on SNL. Anyways, I just want to say thank you so much for welcoming me back. Um, I don't know. I, I'm taking the advice of what, you know, the lady who I was talking to said. I, I just have to believe in myself. And I don't want to look back. I keep t- people are like, you're so young when you say this. But I don't want to be 35, 40, 45, 50, you know, you know, hopefully make those years and say I regret not doing something like I I don't want to look back and be like, I wish I would have done something when I could have fucking done it. So yeah, and I think also, I definitely want to do some more podcast episodes about like friendships, like adulting um, and stuff like that. Cause I'm like, I don't know. I'm at a weird place in my life where I'm, I'm growing, I'm developing, I'm changing. And the things that used to make me comfortable don't make me comfortable anymore in terms of like relationships and currently where I'm at, currently where I'm at in life and how I'm going to work on that. I like need to get on therapy, but the American healthcare system is fucking dumb as fuck. I have to pay a deductible and I haven't met my deductibles and I just have to pay out of pocket instead of my insurance covering 90% of whatever I'm getting done. So I can't go to therapy until my insurance plan changes. And the American healthcare system is just such a fucking sham. Like, and one thing I'm like been realizing too is like we blame the people who the system has failed. Like the system has failed just about every group, but yet we blame the people that it's failed. Not, oh maybe this isn't constructed right, or maybe this doesn't serve all people. And and it works that way because the like it allows for rich white people or rich people in general because. Yes, it's race and class, but bitch, at the end of the day, it's class. Like, let's never get it twisted. Um, Because poor, like, poor white people and black people have a lot more in common. But I feel like white people are white supremacist thugs. Like, poor white people are white supremacist thugs. And, like, they're so caught up on race that they're not realizing. Like, bitch, you're suffering too. Like, everybody is suffering under this current system. I'm sorry. Everything just turns into a real capitalism because it's all related. It's all. I know I sound like that crazy. I know I sound like I have tinfoil up in my house and then I hear voices. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's all created and it's all designed. And my even my one of my favorite professors said that it's by design. It's all by design. Like, but then I keep thinking to myself, like bitches really, really could not have been this smart to smart to create a system that spans this length of time. And if you really think about it, I know I said I'm gonna go, but let me just say this: if you really think about it, within the last 500 years, that's when white supremacy has really been rampant. When did Columbus sail the ocean blue? Isn't it 1492? 1492, Columbus. Yep, 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 yep. 1492. It wasn't until that's what like 500 years ago. 
once white people started sailing the ocean blue, that's when the world started ending. Like we've owned, like white supremacy has really had its hooks in the world for the last 500 years. And bitch, we are, you know, having a global supply chain shortage, um, labor shortage because companies don't want to pay their fucking workers climate change like climate change the world is going to be ending soon because we did not take care of it we're ruining our oceans what the coral what i know it's not called a coral reef is it though that big ass reef is dead like (laughs) animals have gone extinct like bitch like that just goes to show you, like, this system that we have working has killed us in 500 years and whatever everybody else was doing before was really dandy. Like, come on now. Like, bitches were surviving. Like, we were really going through evolution. I don't I don't know what we're doing. And, or maybe after the world ends, we'll evolve into something. I don't know. Not a scientist. Not a... Not clairvoyant. But I'm just saying, yeah, 500 years and look where we're at. So, I just think that means we honestly just take a step back. And I know I sound like... I got 10 foot in my house, but really take a step back and examine the structures in place. And they're all connected. <laughs> I'm serious. Like I know I'm like laughing, but I'm super serious. But yeah, this was just like, come back, catch up. Um, and just say, hi, I missed doing this. I've missed y'all, even though I've been a little lackadaisical. Um, and I will see you on the next episode. Either I'm going to do the Shrek episode or... I'm going to do my reality TV episode, but I tried to record it. It just wasn't hitting. And I think maybe I should, um, I don't know. Maybe I should just switch to my Shrek one. But anyways, yeah. I hope everyone has an amazing Thanksgiving. Um, or whatever, if you don't, well, no, fuck Thanksgiving because colonial past, but have an amazing time spending time with your family or, you know, wherever you're spending for your holidays. And I will see you in the next episode next week. I'm telling you, next week I'll be back. Okay? Peace out, A-Town.